TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. Oh, Evan Infersteiny oh, with boy, Goo. Evan. The smorgasbord of content that we come up with during commercial yeah, breaks is boy. just ridiculous. First of all, Goo, I know you don't have one, but if you had a beard, would you ever dye it? No. What, if you got a diet, you can't try it. I mean, it, I'm <laughs> just t- come on, man. If you got gray, let it show, baby. Well, Eminem, what are we doing there? That was dyed. Good Lord. Like, that was pitch black. <laughs> I don't even know what his hair looks like. I've yeah. seen it when it was blonde. I yeah. have no I'm hating accusing him of using all the... The hair club for me and on that one. He was, he was almost like indistinguishable. I, I, I didn't know that was Eminem uh, up until they zoomed in on his face because he was scowling like yeah. Eminem. I don't think I've ever seen him smile either. Em, I need your help real quick. I guess last block, last segment, mm-hmm. all the smart asses. We, di- we talked for 240 minutes. That's four hours times 60 for the idiots. Boy. I said Pete Mahomes. You guys knew I meant Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Did you know I said Pete? Yeah, I didn't want to call you on the moment. But they did. Like, oh, we didn't know he said it. Well, you knew I meant Patrick. Dude, I'll tell Relax. you what. I'll tell you what. The audience <laughs> doesn't miss much. <laughs> like, they don't miss anything. You make a mistake, they yeah. will call you out. Forget your commentary. Make an E9. They are coming. They will. Jesus. By the way, uh, it, well, 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 we're off topic. We're, we're going to get back to the Fortnite yeah. in a sec. I swear to God. But you see, uh, you see the, the new edition of the three-point contest this year? Because Steph Curry's in it. Yeah. He'll be taking on Sabrina Ionescu. I, you, boy, you, set the DVR. I can't what? wait. I'm in. <laughs> Any Anytime Steph is shooting it, uh, I will be there. Yeah, no doubt. It, it'll be interesting for sure. All right, get us back on track. Raymond in Richmond wants to talk about the, the 49ers matchup in the Super Bowl. What's going on, Raymond? How you doing, my man? Hey, what's up, Evan? What's up, Goo? You got it. Uh, shout out, shout out, Steiny, man. Um... They'll be I back tomorrow. Say, I, this is this is the this is the matchup that I wanted. Niners KC. Mm. Sorry, I'm a little out of breath. I'm at work right now, but um, I'm looking at this game like a revenge game. We got pretty much the same roster we had in that 19 Super Bowl. They want to go out there. We're going to get Mahomes, man. Look at him. They call that revenge. That they do. Yeah. What but you, you didn't have a, you had Buckner then. You ain't got him now. No, you yeah. don't. Uh, but you also had, you also had Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> you also had a rat on the table. You had a different quarterback. No doubt about it, Jimmy. Jimmy now, got you there, though. Put some respect on his name. He did. He was yeah. a part of it, no doubt. Had a ten point lead with six minutes left. That's I'm gonna lead that there. Okay, this is completely unfair. You flip flop quarterbacks. You give Brock Purdy a ten point lead in the Super Bowl. You still think the Chiefs won that game? 
Now, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go Steiny. It's nuanced. Is Kyle going to go away from the run that was working? Because that's who I blame that Super Bowl loss on. The play calling was – Evan, they were, at their, they were at the 49 of Kansas City with all their time. They were ready to score. They didn't even need to pass. He dropped back and Jones wrecked the game. That he did. We'll see if he can wreck this game because he's been. I ran from your question. Wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to answer it either. <laughs> like it, it's it's impossible to answer. I mean, I'd like to think that Purdy okay. would be someone uh. that can seal the deal for you. But again, I'm with you, Goo. And this is also where I think Purdy makes a difference from a coaching standpoint. Like I don't know if Kyle does overthink it. He might, and he may overthink the Super Bowl. And we're going to find out as history unfolds before our very eyes. But I wonder if. Because Brock Purdy has the ability, like we saw in the second half against Detroit, to operate off script, to take off and run and use his legs, to extend plays. Now, he's not the perfect quarterback, but he does things that Jimmy Garoppolo just physically isn't capable of doing. And that means that there isn't as much pressure on Kyle Shanahan to dial up the proper play at the proper time because he's got someone that can operate outside the system. No More doubt. than the last guy, for okay. sure. No doubt. But then I say, Evan, talk to me, and I'm not blaming Brock, but I'm wondering if he's if an option for this question that, you know, the answer be Brock Purdy. Why the slow starts then? Because well, we've seen two games in a row where Purdy's been off a little bit. Oh, Evan, that was a little the accuracy has been off. Like he ain't been perfect, and he's never told us he's was perfect. But there, like Dushansky said it so well on Sunday. There were the first half. There were some Jimmy G vibes. The throw to Ayuk down the sideline that was incomplete might have been turnover worthy. Okay. But but I also saw Brock, Brock Purdy in that first half. Make a big throw to Debo Samuel on a third down early on. I think it was the first or second drive where he just got absolutely drilled. Like a defensive Crushed. tackle, twisted, stunted, came up the middle, and then attacked Purdy as he delivered. He stood in the pocket till the last well, second did. to deliver that football and hit Debo right in stride. So that was a throw I didn't see him make in the first half against Green Bay, but it's a throw that I've seen him make a lot this season. He's willing to take hits. He's willing to take punishment. And that is certainly a plus for the quarterback in San Francisco. Speaking of that topic, let's get out to Idris. Idris in Hayward. What's going on, Idris? You're on with Evan and Goo. Hey, what's up, fellas? Can y'all hear me? Yes, sir. Talk to us, baby. Okay, cool. God bless y'all. So, first off, I just want to address the critics for First of all, they said he's been hiding by a great defense. That defense ain't showed up since Christmas, so we're just going to leave that alone. Wow. He's playing with the best. Did you see Christian McCaffrey in the first half? That line defense made Christian McCaffrey look like a third-string running back. Then, to top it off, okay, he came down. Jake Moody misses a kick, so now it's like defense can't do nothing. Uh, the kicker misses the ball, and the Lions are scoring at will, and then the crowd is out of it, and then he comes down. We know he threw that kick trying to make a play, but then he comes back and says, you know what? I was here last year. I got injured. And showed the whole. Do you know what he literally did? He gave a team full of Hall of Famer coaches hope. I'm giving you guys hope. We can still win. That was the Shanahan because if you saw the way Shanahan hugged him when that game was over, he was like, "Man, I can't believe you did it." Because everybody that was back, but he came out there and proved to his own team and the world that I, I, I am that guy. And he's humble too. Now, as far as the Super Bowl, Bag is doing his thing with the Chiefs. But guess what? What can we really say we know is going to mess up Brock Purdy? We don't have enough film on him. Mm. So he's literally, he's irrelevant and he's also unpredictable. We don't know what he's going to do. So they got that going from, and he's playing with house money. Brock Purdy is doing what all those quarterbacks who can't do a pass, he's getting there. So 
Love the show. Purdy, keep it going. Every time he walks in the door, he gives that team, that great team, he gives them hope to win. That's all I got. Thanks, my man. Yeah. And I'll say this, Evan, I won't just make this a Brock Purdy thing, and I'll read uh, from the first NorCal Credit Union YouTube chat from our uh, great Lori Matthews. They moved the ball well against Detroit in the first half. Kicker just missed the field goal and then had the interception. But to the caller's point, this is everybody, This is every quarterback's kryptonite, but the offensive line, they got to show up, Evan, because when that pocket collapses, that's when I see Brock try to throw over those tall defenders, those d- tall D linemen like you talked about and I believe one of those that interception was because he got hit. So you know, again, he ain't small, small, but not being you know Justin Herbert when that pocket collapses, man, Evan, it's like man, it affects duh a lot of things, and I think that led to Brock Purdy's uh, int. So we'll see. The O line they got to bring it too. They do, but that's not the strength of this team in my mind. Like compared to the rest of the roster. Now, the defense leaves much to be wanted as well, especially at the beginning of of, of the game against Detroit. But like, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's unfair to say Brock Purdy started slow. Now, Not I know on the all, first man. drive, they missed the field goal. That's true. Yeah. They got six on the next possession. But... Brock Purdy in the second half was 13 of 16, 174, 50 rushing yards and a touchdown. In the first half, last time I checked the math, that would make him 8 for 15... Less than 100 yards and a pick. No, no doubt about it. That to me, that stat line does not scream fast start. No doubt about and it. And I appreciate that because it wasn't. So, and again, I'm giving him credit for what he did in the, the second half back. after not playing as well. No now, doubt. I think also compared to how it looked against Green Bay the first three quarters, you can also say, well, it wasn't that slow of a start, right? He wasn't that inaccurate. He wasn't playing in the rain. All the conditions were set and ready for Brock Purdy, and I thought he leaned, and this is where McCaffrey is huge. I know that the caller just mentioned the Lions making him look like he was normal, but I think that the Niners really tried to rely on him early in the first half. We saw him getting the ball early and often as far as rushes, as far as touches out of the backfield, and then things began to open up in the second half when Brock Purdy started to do his dance. But Christian McCaffrey, definitely, they tried to use him like he was the fire starter. No doubt. Evan, I told Bonte this. You tell me if uh, what you would give me for this. I know football is a tough, barbaric sport. Guys are 300, 400 pounds leaning on you. We know what time it is. They're trying to hurt you. I say all that to say is my respect for Christian McCaffrey's ability to get up after he's gang tackled or if there's no holes. Evan, do you watch the punishment that he specifically gets when these D linemen get to – Storm to the ground like and he they seeks did. it, dude. He, and he just gets back up, and I'm like, damn, like, oh, uh, get a hey, guru memo to guru. Uh, NFL football's <laughs> tough, I get it, but this dude, the pounding that he takes, Evan, there was one there should have been a flag. I believe Detroit picked him up and body slammed him one time, <laughs> and I'm like, dude, just gets up and you're right. He starts seeking it, and then you start seeing him do the double flex, but I'm like, I don't know if my man gets enough credit for just being a tough SOB. I'll leave that there. Last year, combined between Carolina and San Francisco, he had 330 touches in the regular season. Oof. The postseason, he had over 50 in two games. This year, or pardon me, in three games. This year, he's got 
340 touches in the regular season. That's the most of any running back in football. And he's averaged 24 touches in the first two playoff games of the playoffs. That means the last two seasons, assuming he gets his normal carry, the amount of the load that he's been managing throughout the entire year, for the last two seasons, Christian McCaffrey will have touched the ball over 400 times. man. And he hasn't missed all but... One game. And he's never on the ground like, oh, my neck and my back. Sometimes I feel like it's okay, Christian. You just, I mean, there was three dudes taking you down, three big dudes, but he just pops back up, man. Dude's a dude strong and a beast. He's a gladiator. Yeah, yeah Christian McCaffrey is an absolute animal. Russell Crowe. And I know that Elijah Mitchell punched it home when the got the final okay. touchdown. Jordan Mason's been used throughout this year. But I also think it speaks to a reason why Kyle Shanahan uses this guy all Ooh. the time. Because it's not just that he's tough and that he seeks contact. He's also got some wiggle to him. He's got the burst. He's got every single thing you want when you package a running back. But also, he doesn't have... Drop off, like you talked about him getting back up. Well, the stamina doesn't seem to change. Man, that's, a, that's a good call. Man. So he's the same player seemingly on every single play, whether it's the first touched or the thirtieth touch. And it's like he gets better throughout a game. He's a throwback running back from that perspective, goo. In that it's almost like when he gets into a rhythm when he's touching the ball, he gets better as the game continues. Yeah. And I think of uh, the you know going old school, Evan Franco Harris, and uh, even the great Emmett Smith. They had a skill of Barry Sanders while he played. Evan, they had a skill of kind of not taking that big shot. But McCaffrey, I'm, I'm seeing guys deliver it, and it's like gang mentality. And I'm just like watching the game. There'll be a lot of red like, on the field. Dude, McCaffrey, you are. You got, I'll buy you a, 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 a shot of Henny, whatever you want. Don Julio. But, man, he's a tough dude, man. I like this. From the 650 Comcast Business Text Line, Marshawn is beast mode. CMC is the Yeti. I the Yeti. Wow, I don't I'm mind that. that. Last I checked, Yeti's your boy was beat Mashawn. Yeah, he was beast mode. Oh yeah, no yeah. doubt. Should have got the ball at the one. Um, <laughs> so, sorry. Whose to... fault was that? <laughs> Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's. Yeah. Oh, eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero is the number. We're talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly from the NFC Championship game. Have we got to ugly yet? Not yet. Okay, I, I, I don't want to go too hard right. in on it, because, but there is something that I was looking at that I'm wondering. It, it might be the reason they get beaten the Super Bowl. Oh, so that is, that is to come. Also, by the way, we're going to talk to William Floyd. Speaking of Super Bowls, Bar he none. won one in 1999 with the San Francisco 49ers. Last time they won a Super Bowl, William Floyd was on that team beating the brakes off the Chargers. Damn it. And he's going to join us at 1 p.m. Pacific time. So we're looking forward to that as well. Who's your quarterback then? Stan Humphrey. Oh, my God. <laughs> what Dan Fouts? Stan Humphrey. Not your boy. Uh, what's my guy with the key, got 10 kids? Come on, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, they, Lowe's they, boy. They got, they've got. they had three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Dan Fouts, and Drew Brees even, and Phillip Rivers, and Stan Humphrey's oh, the one that's gone I'm to the sorry. Super Bowl. Who are you? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, but I digress. Let's get off that. This is about the 49ers. Roy's in San Leandro. What's going on, Roy? Hey, how's it going? Thanks What's for up, taking Roy? my call. I really appreciate yeah, it. Happy New Year, hey, man. How you doing? All right. Happy New Thanks Year to you. Same, t- same to you. I just wanted to chime in. You know, you're right about McCaffrey, but I still think the 49ers need to go and get another uh, running back, perhaps that guy on Tennessee, because I heard that he's a free agent with the two. Oh, Derrick Henry. That kind of punishment. Right, exactly. And so, but anyway, the the main thing that I was calling about that guy they got from Denver, uh, that middle linebacker, I don't know his name, but he was supposed to take up a lot of the slack that when the offensive line get kind of tired 
and don't get in and sack. He was supposed to pick up a lot of the slack to stop the running back in the run. But I haven't seen much from him. I, I was just wondering, how come you think that, you know, Shanahan and them, you know, not putting him in the game more for him to help stop the run? I'll say this to you, Roy. Evan, I won't second-guess Kyle, but I got to believe if they thought, like Roy, that he could make a play and spell some guys, he would be out there. So I believe – I ain't saying Roy's wrong how he reads it, but, Evan, I got to believe if he's not getting those reps, they feel like they've seen something to where they don't trust him. Or, or you just don't fix it if it ain't broke. I mean, the Niners are in the Super Bowl for a reason. You know, I, I think they've I think they've put together a pretty good season, and their process has shown that it's good enough to get them here. Question is, is it good enough to get them past the Chiefs? Because again, this is something we're also discussing. You know, when you when you were watching the AFC Championship game on Sunday, were you hoping that the Niners were going to play the Ravens or the Chiefs? Because to me, it was kind of a, a coin flip. Goo, it was a toss up. I love you for this, but I was actually leaning towards Kansas City. I didn't want the Niners to face the Baltimore Ravens again. Well, I will ask you, for all of us, to elaborate. And before you do, Evan, I need to apologize. One, I've got this all wrong, and I'm not ashamed to say it. I didn't respect what Green Bay had did in the regular season at the end coming into the playoffs. I didn't think Detroit, what they could do, would be a threat to the Niners. I was wrong on that. But, Evan, I was also wrong on thinking Kansas City was dead. I thought they were done. And how do you kill something? You start at the head, right? You want to get the head of the snake. And that was Patrick Mahomes. But he never slipped. It it was his receivers dropping the ball or whatnot. But, Evan, how... Can we look at what the Baltimore Ravens did and embarrass the Niners on Christmas, but yet they have not done on the biggest stage, which is the playoffs, when you look at Lamar and you look at Harbaugh, who won a Super Bowl with Flacco, not Lamar. Like, how can we disrespect, and I'm not saying you're doing it on purpose, Kansas City, to say the Niners got the easiest route now when we talk about a duo or a tandem of Reed and Mahomes with two Super Bowl victories, three appearances, about to be their fourth, Mm-hmm. How can we dare say now that with what Green Bay did with the rookie quarterback, Jared Goff, with Detroit, how can we even look at Easy Street, and I'm not saying you're saying that, with Andy and Mahomes now as what stands in your way to win your six? Well, it's not Easy Street, but I felt, I, I felt like it was a slightly easier street. Because and may, this could be, be a prisoner of the moment, having saw what they did on Christmas, but I've seen a Ravens team this year that has dismantled Shanahan-like offenses. Wow. And it, it's not so much about Lamar, it's about the defense. The defense, in two games against Bobby Slowick <laughs> and the Houston Texans, Shanahan-type offense, right? You know how many touchdowns they scored on offense? Uh, none. Zero. Okay. I saw them absolutely wall up the Miami Dolphins. And what Mike McDaniel does, he runs a Shanahan-type offense. I've seen them do damage to literally Kyle Shanahan. That defense, to me, is built to beat the upstart Shanahan-type of attacks and schemes. And now Brock Purdy is is different than any of those quarterbacks. He's got a little more experience than Stroud. I think Stroud is probably a more gifted passer of the football. Um, Obviously, Brock Purdy, I think, is is better than than Tua, but they have similar type of systems that they've run. Like, 
I think just to me, the Ravens defensively had what was in store to frustrate and get after Brock Purdy more than maybe the Chiefs did. Not that that's an easier task, and I know that's not to, not talking about the offensive side of the football, but I saw Baltimore make Brock Purdy look like Mr. No, Irrelevant. No, no, okay. No, and that no, he no. hasn't looked like that at any other point in his career. I haven't gotten over He's had bad yeah, games, right. but he's never looked like that. A deer in headlights, the way he did against could have been five picks, Evan. It could have been. It was four, and it could have been five. Okay. With that said, what do you give me for this? So now the Chiefs go on the road to play the dual threat, the ultimate dual threat Mm -hmm. in Lamar Jackson. Now here comes Brock Purdy, who again is not a statue, Evan. But as far as what I tell and share with you guys, why I love Debo so much and the pressure and the stress that he puts on defensive coordinators and the players because of the multi-dimensional, the multi-faceted that he is. Now Brock is not Lamar. If I'm a cheap defender, a linebacker, I kind of feel, even though he scampered and got away from Detroit. Uh, props, but Evan, I gotta feel like the Chiefs are like, hey, for 60 minutes, guys, we know that dude ain't gonna be Lamar. We could take a deep breath if, if gap integrity, zone, whatever we run, it won't be that. And I feel like that scares me about this matchup. The Kansas City won't have that fear factor that they just had to stare down the barrel of Lamar Jackson running and throwing. See, I, I don't know if they necessarily fear, fear Lamar. Like, again, Lamar Jackson in the playoffs had one win before this postseason. The game that he had against the Texans was statistically the first time he's played well in a playoff game. Now, he's the MVP. That's a dangerous offense because of him. I don't know if the Chiefs feared him. Now, I don't know if they fear anybody. I mean, they're the rating. They dared him champions. to throw it over the top. They were blitzing. They were daring him. They like, were daring them to run the ball. Man, boy. I mean, Todd Munkin, pull your head out of your you-know-what. Yeah. Run the freaking football. Yeah, that was bad. And Lamar Jackson did not go super... Brock Purdy... <laughs> Brock Purdy had more rushing yards. That No, you're Lamar laughing. Jackson. Yeah, that's terrible. And they had, what, three more rushing attempts in Kansas City. Yes. Like, that's not who you are. What are you doing? So, I, look, I, I thought that the Ravens, in addition, of course, the three turnovers they committed, they lost that oh, one game of them for was sure. Killer. Yeah. Absolute killer, and they lost by seven points. The, the weird thing about the Chiefs is this. You, ha- you can't dismiss what they are offensively because they have the greatest quarterback that's in the game staple. right now. Yeah. And they might have the greatest tight end ever also in Travis Kelsey. I think he just passed Jerry Wright. We can double him, though, right? Well, I, I, I think I everyone know. has tried to I double him. It, I think for the last 10 years, people are saying, yeah, dri- double Just, Travis Kelsey. And you're good. And you're still yeah. running butt naked open down the field. Man. So the, the Chiefs offensively are a weird unit because I, from what I saw the last eight weeks of the regular season after the bye week, I saw a 4-4 four and four Chiefs team that was, yes, quiet coming into the postseason. No one expected much out of But offensively, they were completely different than they've been huh? even last year when they didn't have a bunch of weapons. So I, I, I'm honestly not sure what KC Chiefs team is going to show up. I believe they're more of a defensive-driven group than they have been in years past. The Niners team, conversely to me, are a more offensive team Chris Jones than they've is a been monster. in years yep. past. What are you feeling about 
After watching the AFC Championship, did you think that the 49ers got the better matchup? Is this the path of least resistance? Is it the path that you wanted? A chance to take revenge on a team that stripped you of a Super Bowl five years ago. Is that the matchup that you wanted? 888-957-9570 is the number. Please hang on, Joe. Through the break, we'll get to you on on the other side. Also, a half hour away from Super Bowl champion fullback William Floyd is going to join us here on 95.7 The Game. That's at 1 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, so stick around for that. Evan Giddings in for Matt Steinmetz. He'll be back tomorrow off a hip surgery with my man Daryl the Guru Johnson. We're back after this on 95.7 The Game. The Road to Vegas is brought to you by Merrill West Credit Union, working for you today, tomorrow, together. Now, back to Steiny and Guru on 95.7 The Game. All right, Evan in for Steiny. He'll be back tomorrow. Daryl the Guru Johnson with you as always. Half hour away from William Floyd, Super Bowl champ for the 49ers, joining us here on 95.7 The Think Game. Think he still wears his ring? I'm awesome. If Did he was at the game yesterday or on Sunday, he I think he would have been. Okay, bling bling. I saw Joe Montana out there with a little. Now, little Evan, sun-sun. before we get back to it, I don't huh? want to veer off. Was you know. did I go straight Devon? It's your show during the break. What do you mean? Somebody at the job needed a headshot. You took the picture. <laughs> oh, that's right, Grandy. The headshot was so bad, and I see the barber today. Am I a diva for going to my phone, looking at old photos to send as a headshot? I canceled that headshot. I like it. Well, it's on the boss's good, It's on the well, boss's nah, phone. Yeah, I'm a, I sent him he, look, a, he looks good, but does he look good enough? Yeah, no, I sent him a different one. That's oh. DV-ish, right? Okay, so. That means you're getting old. But, but how disappointed would you? Because it's for a headshot. It's for a, basically like a badge, right? Yeah, right. So it's for something you need to get. Like, no one's looking at your headshot. But just in case they do, you want to make sure you feel good about the. Oh, oh. Shout out Dave Fleming. Oh my God. That's a five. What was that? That's a five. (laughs) I'm going to take a playoff. I do got to ask you, though. The boss got like eight headshots from me. You pick the one. But if we show up to the spot, which we won't reveal in a few days because we're very excited about it, if we show up to the spot. If we show up to the spot and you see the picture that you didn't want. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame. Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice cold reward. Modelo, the Markable Fighter. Drink responsibly, beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
the credentials. I'm hurt. Damn it. The boss is getting uh, a call immediately. Oh, no doubt a like, text. Like, you stabbed me in the oh, back. Bow. Yeah. Oh, man. You pick, but the one you took looked like a mugshot. Oh. Yeah, I didn't get much rest. Or, you know, oh, fighting through stuff. Well, I, I, I got yeah. like, what would you call it? A sty? I got a sty on my You got to put a hot, yeah, know, a washcloth with hot water. I know, man. And then dibs. What about he? I can't throw him under. Well, like, I it. saw it and I didn't say anything. I'm I like, know, hey, Evan, man. how was the weekend? Dibs goes, what's that? Is that pink eye? <laughs> no. I got a problem here, right? I'm like, Dibbers. Oh, man. Somebody, Cut him slack. Somebody help me. Yeah. Uh, 888-957-9570 is the number. Let's get out to Joe in San Jose. He wants to talk about the matchup between the 49ers and the team that won in the AFC and the Chiefs. What's going on, Joe? You're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, what's going on? I got to, uh, first off, I got to go from just a football uh, aspect because, you know, neither one of these teams is my team. But mm. what's going on with Chase Young or, or Chase Brown? Chase Young, the guy from Washington. He needs to start moving mm. on defense. And another one is, uh, you know who's going to win this game? I'll tell you right now. The, uh, the other receiver, 84, what's his name? For the Niners? Or for I, the Chiefs? I, yes, for the Niners. Chris Conley? N- not 84, then. It's 80, 88. He is such a... He's like a gem waiting to be, like... Juwan Jennings? Is that, is, is that Debo? Who is it? Jennings. Oh, yes. oh, Jennings. Okay. Jennings. Jennings. Watch this kid. Watch this kid in the, in the Super Bowl. When you don't expect it, it's coming. Oh, he's, he's been, been balling. Game for the... You guys have a good one now. Oh. Appreciate it, Joe. Oh, well, j- just on that point, uh, number fifteen. Yeah, Juwan Jennings. He made two back to back with two acrobatic catches. You're gonna. I mean, seriously, he made one that third down over the middle uh, against Green Bay. And I, I know you guys are laughing, or you're not scoffing at the dude. That play where he one handed. Ca- Get yeah. the uh, series going like that was a big. Was Kyle going to go for it? That was coming out of the uh, after halftime. That it, was a big catch. I'm with you. If you're ranking postseason catches right now, Damn. obviously Ayuk is is number one, and that was That's just an, an unbelievable grab and the concentration and all the rest. Also involved a lot of luck, but the most skillful catches or the I mean, and you could even say maybe even the Jawan Jennings one in the Green Bay game was bigger just because you don't get to the Lions game if he doesn't make maybe that Ayuk- catch. Third and five on the ground. That was a huge one, too. In the rain. That was a massive catch. You know, the one over the middle, the the biggest three yard reception of the day, uh, the one handed snag to extend the drive on the play or on the extend the drive out of the half. That's a huge one, too, because you don't get to the Ayuk situation if Juwan doesn't make that play. People keep talking about how the Niners got this weapon, they got that one, they got that weapon. Playoffs are where moments are made. And for example, like the wow. guy we're talking to at one o'clock, William Floyd, I believe he's the first player, at least this one I was reading, he's the first player to have scored or first rookie, sorry, to have scored three touchdowns in his first playoff game. Damn. So, you know, throughout the course of his career, William Floyd's got twenty tugs or twenty five, you know, he played six, seven years in the NFL. 
His moments, though, Niners fans are going to remember them because of that postseason run, and we're absolutely going to remember the contributions from Juwan Jennings. Oh, man, no doubt about it, Evan. And I'm going to say this about Juwan. You could put him on another team, and you could tell me he could be the two or the three, Evan. Like, like he's better than he's being utilized right now here in San Francisco. So he's being a good soldier. It's his job. But you talk about Geico and insurance. He's come up huge, man. No doubt, no doubt. 888-957-9570 is the number. Evan in for Steiny, who is going to be back tomorrow. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers right now, their path that has taken them to Super Bowl 58. Do you feel like they got the matchup they wanted? Do you feel like this is a team that wanted the Kansas City Chiefs, that wanted Patrick Mahomes, or do you think they wanted the Baltimore Ravens? I think it could go either way. Goo leans toward wanting the Ravens over, of course, the defending champions, a chance to go three in the last four years in Super Bowls. I'm inclined to believe that the way that the years played out, and especially the head-to-head result, the 49ers are fine with playing this version of the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. If you disagree, if you agree, we want to hear from you at 888-957-9570. Tegan's out in fair. Fairfield. What's going on? Welcome to the program. How you doing, Tegan? What's going on, boss man? How's everybody feeling today? Hey, hey, oh, talk fantastic. to us. Yeah, man. Hey, look, so y'all bear with me a little bit, man. I lost my voice at the game on Sunday, <laughs> man. I was screaming at the top of my lungs like a child. But, uh, man, they did. that was a hell of a game that they played, man. I'm not even going to lie to you. They did their thing in the second half. Because that stadium, man, was so quiet, you could feel a pin drop. But I just want to say this, man. They showed some tough grit. They showed that they can come from behind. Now all they need to do is go to the Super Bowl and get that monkey off their back, man. Leave no doubt and end the Chiefs, man. It's time for it's time for a new king to sit on top of that mountain, man. And I think Kyle Shanahan has earned that right to sit there, man. He just needs to go out and prove it. And on Sunday, I was yelling, come on, coach. Pull it out the ground, coach. I'm like, turn the page on him, coach. And he just kept turning pages and Lighting them up, you feel me? And hats off to Steve Wilkes, man. I don't think we talk about Steve Wilkes enough for just having an incredible season, man. He started off a little shaky, you know, sitting up there in that booth, and then he came <laughs> down there. You know, you got you to gotta respect the OG, man. He older, you know, the, the noise and everything, but he sucked it up. He got out there with his dogs, man. He let the dogs loose. He just needs to go ahead, turn them dogs up, man, for the Super Bowl. We can't, we can't lose to, to Mahomes again, and we're not. Couldn't be no back-to-back for him, brother. Not happening. Appreciate the phone call. Evan, that was uh, like my state. That was rare because he had perspective <laughs> of thinking it was, you know, he wasn't panicked 24-7, and a lot of people saw their Niner mortality. That's why Shasky and Bonte's tweets, not that it was over, just about what was in the balance, but he was like, oh, we'll get it together, it felt like. But your phenomenal question about to the listeners about who did you want, I'm going to flip that around, and I'm not trying to be negative, but I'm wondering if Mahomes is looking like we just went through the Ravens in B-more. True. Oh, the Niner defense? Oh, I got something for them. How much do you feel that's going through through Patrick's mind? Because that is starting to bother me, E. But that caller seemed like he had more confidence. Let's be honest. That was the first positive call for Wilkes in about two weeks. You know, he was like, Wilkes had it. But there's a flip side to that. You know, just like a good record, Evan. How much is Mahomes like, we just went and did that and be more? Niners can't do that. 
defensively. There's a reason to feel confidence, absolutely, if you're Kansas City. Okay. If you're like if you're a Chiefs fan, this has been oh man the worst season that Patrick Mahomes, the worst regular season that Patrick Mahomes has had, both statistically and in terms of win loss, since he stepped into the NFL and you're still in the Super Bowl. So you gotta feel like if you win it this year, I mean there's nothing that can stop you. If there is a team though that right now has shown that they could I don't know if it's find a way to topple Mahomes or you know climb the mountaintop. I think it is the 49ers just because of number one that the wire to wire dominance that they've shown throughout the season, right. right? The point differential, the top type of offense that's been even more prolific than last season because of Purdy's efficiency, McCaffrey's stability, the All Pros, and all the rest. Defensively, this isn't the same Niners team as it was in 2019. Yeah. Probably not even the same defense it was a year ago, but. I think that from a Chiefs standpoint, it's not like like Baltimore in a way. I think has a little lemon has is more prone to lemon booty than the Niners because they haven't played in as many of those big games. I mean that was that was Lamar's first trip to the postseason in a couple of years, right? Mm-hmm. So they hadn't been back there, and he'd been banged up and all the rest. I think that they were a really good team. Statistically, they were historic as far as what they did defensively, their efficiency on offense. They were a damn good football team. The but point it, differential, yeah. I mean, they could have been... It didn't resonate They could have had 14, still. 15 okay. wins. Gotcha. It didn't resonate in the in the AFC Championship. Yeah. Okay. I mean, they, they beat Houston. They rolled, right. they rolled yeah. Houston in the second half. So that's why I didn't want to see the Ravens, because in this season, I think they were the best team in the NFL. But as we've learned, the best team doesn't always win. And even the best team on a given day. You can make a case the Packers were the better team in the divisional round for the whole game. They didn't win. You can make a case that what the Lions did in the first half meant that they overall were a a better type of team built to be there. Doesn't matter. They lost. The Niners are the team left standing, and so is Kansas City. I just think that the Chiefs this year have been a lesser version of themselves offensively. They have a really good defense, but... I, I just am not sure, again, if they can outshoot the 49ers. Like, I think they want to beat Man. San Francisco by doing what's got them here, which is playing defense, and then asking Mahomes to come up with some clutch plays. The Niners, I, I want to see if that offense can score 30 points That's because I'm looking at what this offense has not done a whole lot of and compared to years past. Dude, they scored 30 points or more three times this year. Yeah. No the, doubt. The Chiefs. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I'll they, say They're this. not the high flyers they used to be. Right, and maybe, you know, there's more than one way to skin a cat, and I'm getting a lot of this on the uh, first NoCal Credit Union YouTube chat, is Kansas City didn't score in the second half. You guys are right, but what they did do against the number one defense, Evan, is they scored 17 in the first half, and I'm not telling you they were fat cats and they didn't want to try to score, but you could – watching that game, they were trying to win this on their defense and not have their offense mess up. And now you look at the, the the psyche from a Patrick Mahomes and company going up against this Niner defense, which all of a sudden, Evan, you're right with the regular season stats, but let's put the right on the table brought to you by Atco. The last two weeks, the Chiefs can make an argument. They played their best two offensive games just by getting that 17 in the first half against the stout hmm. Baltimore team. And the Niners defense is taking a step back against teams or offensives that were good, but... All this will come to the forefront, but Evan, I, I'm worried, and then I feel good on the other hand, but the defensive matchup, and I know this is not the preview show, 
just Patty Mahomes stopping him from going back to back, and you said this would be the first time it would happen in 20 years. Like that's a, you know, who better to have that stat than a dude as good as Patrick Mahomes? So the Niners are dealing with a lot in the football universe of we're not going to be, we're not going to get beat. And have Mahomes and Andy say they're the first team to do something in 20 years, man. Well, maybe that's why 49ers fans want to play the Chiefs, because you want to beat the best. You want to prevent them from going three out of four, from going back-to-back as far as Super Bowl trophies are being hoisted. Like You you want to stop that. You want to get revenge for what you felt like they took from you in 2019. Maybe that's the reason that 49ers fans wanted to see the Chiefs at Allegiant Stadium come uh, second week of February. 888 is the number. Let's go out to Nevada. Bring on Ernesto, who wants to bring on Ernesto. the cheese. Well, we What's it. up, Ernesto? Yeah, what's going on, fellas? Hey, uh, good well wishes to uh, Steiny. Uh, he comes back with a nice, healthy recovery. But what I I feel comfortable with this matchup. I'd rather have the Chiefs than the Ravens because the Ravens, they were unpredictable with Lamar. That guy scares me to death, you know, with his scrambling and whatnot. But with Mahomes, he already will have done, we're doing the homework. He's seen what he can do to us with our defense back in 2019. But we're a whole new defense now in 2024. Yes, you know, Will has some holes. He's got to pass it up, got to tighten it up. He can't leave all those trust plays that killed us. So almost was our demise, you know. Luckily, it wasn't with that Lions playoff game, but definitely got to bring it. We we got to just um, – the things that have worried me is, is Mahomes is Holmes and Kelsey. Those two guys strike fear to me. But other than that, we can lock it in. We, uh, we got a good chance. So, yeah, we're going we're gonna to do this one. I have a real strong faith in Purdy, brother. All right. Thanks, Ernesto. Appreciate the call. Man. From the 818 of the Comcast Business Text Line, last time the Niners played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, they had Garoppolo. Now they have Christian McCaffrey, Brock Purdy, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings. Weapons galore. I'd probably substitute Kittle for Jennings, but that's fine. He made some fantastic catches. Yeah, no, it's a very different set of rosters. No Tyreek Hill on the other side, too. You won't be facing him. No, you're going to be facing uh, Justin Watson. Yeah. Valdez-Scantling. <laughs> Marcus Valdez-Scantling. Yeah. I mean, Rice. Maybe, maybe the biggest difference between but the Chiefs and the regular season. But all those are uplifted when Mahomes is having a good day. You know what I mean? Andy can dial stuff up. The well, they weren't in the regular season because they couldn't catch the ball. Exactly. And that's what was so climactic about the win at Baltimore is that he held on to a ball that if he had dropped, we'd have been like, ah, you know, nobody would have sent him to football jail. But he held on to it, and now here they are right back. And you know what, Evan? That's not gotten a lot of play, and there's a reason because I counted them out, Kansas City. You just said they are defending champs. So like we haven't way. referred to them. They like they've fallen off a bit, like, but they are defending champs. E. He won the Super Bowl with one wheel. Look, it's a stout Philly defense. I still don't believe he had that bad of a sprinting. I mean, he was oh, he was outrunning he was outrunning defenders Evan, up no, and down the that field. That was like that was the real uh, Isaiah Thomas ankle gate. Yeah, man. and then what's my guy, uh, Willis Reed, who played four oh, yeah. minutes? But well, you know, that was legit. Dude, he had a broken foot. 
that dude was on one wheel and got man. Oh man, he's got two good wheels this time around, Goo. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting does. chills. I just saw the Niner white jersey with the Super Bowl patch. Oh, man, Evan. I'm just a sucker for the stitching. That's what does it for you? Yeah, that's what does it for me, man. What do you think uh, Kyle Juszczyk's wife, Kristen, is going to bring out for this Super Bowl game? She was the one that made the jacket yeah, for I Taylor saw Swift. that, yeah. What? Yeah. The, the, the Travis Kelsey, like, big NFL puffer jacket. She she made it for him. That I I gotta come for on, her. Goo. You gotta get in the game. Oh, that yeah, I did not the swag, know. The style. I'm sure she's got she's got something in store. I can't wait to see. What I want to know how she knows her. Well, I think someone just put her in touch with her and was like, "Hey, if you want, okay, if you're looking I, for a jacket and a cool I, I gotcha. one, like she she she's got you basically." Yeah. And I think she's made them for a bunch of people. Taylor Lautner, who's a Lions fan, yeah. I saw was rocking a, a Detroit Lions one last home game. I mean, people are yeah, no. Kristen, you says she's she's got it going on. I'll tell you what video I did see, and Mrs. I know Juice. Mia's not listening. Uh, I almost crashed the caddy. Coming in after the game was over, the 49er girlfriends, they didn't say whose girlfriend it was, Evan. It was just every girlfriend that was at the game. Oh, boy. And they were like, we're going to the Super Bowl. And I was just like, boy, it was a treat. That I was just like, whoever put this together was a compilation of back-to-back, back the girlfriend. I don't know whose it was, but yeah. just beautiful. Well, it was the opposite of ugly, which, well, I, which I want to get to right okay. now because we talked about the good, the bad, and now the ugly. Before oh, we got man. 10 minutes to get to William Floyd, Super Bowl champ for the San Francisco 49ers. He's going to get us going at 1 o'clock for our final hour. But before we... You know, look, we, we promised people we'd talk fairly about this game, about where the Niners are at. We discussed all the good things that they did in the NFC Championship, some of the bad things. What goo to you was the ugly part of it? The defense. Yeah. The defensive line. How about I do that, Evan? Because the secondary, to their credit, it wasn't uh, flag gate. Evan, it was the ugly. And... Again, it's just about can you get a facelift in 12 days? Um, that's what this boils down to. You are about to play the modern-day Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I'll just call him Andy Reid. But, Evan, that was ugly. I just can't get over how the Niners' defensive line got pushed around to the point to where it looked like, I'm being real here, varsity versus JV. And Williamson, I get it. Okay, they caught you. And, and I know my boy uh, Greenlaw was holding on and when that thing snapped and he went in the end zone I'm just not accustomed to the team in red the Niners not having answers and then uh, you help me out mm-hmm. was that um Gibbs that went around for the second touchdown to put him up for to and he just ski skirt looking like Billy Sims but Evan nobody I saw guys in red kind of give up like he shook us all that was ugly Evan it's yes, not it was, it was ugly that first half was ugly. Well, damn. And I want to take it a step further. I'm I to talk- be nice. Well, no, I talked about the effort in the trenches being the bad part of it. The ugly part, and actually Lorenzo Neal got me thinking about this yesterday when he was talking about the disconnect and the lack of buy-in or belief or trust. That, to me, was the ugliest part of that first half of that football game, mm. which contributes to what you're talking about with the D-line. I think the ugly part right now is the disconnect between the D.C. and his players. And it doesn't feel like either Wilkes has a grasp on the system that his players like to employ or the players right now haven't bought in completely to what he wants to employ because he's an aggressive coach. He's someone that likes to blitz. The Niners are a team that do not blitz, third fewest in the NFL in that category. And right now, the ugly part to me, which I'm not sure is solvable in two weeks, I hope it is, but it's the disconnect that I saw in the first half between the players and the coaching staff. And that to me is something that you you brought this up repeatedly and I'm with 
with you. It cannot it cannot show up early against the Chiefs right. because you might not be able to come back from no down doubt. 17 twice that, in a row. That's, that's deep. Uh, you know what, Evan? That's real. Uh, it equates to me, and it's okay because nobody should run from this or not feel pressure You know, from the players and coaching staff. But, Evan, real quick before break, mm-hmm. when Lowe said it, I did not, not agree with it. But when you say there's a disconnect, what do you mean? Like and like Lowe's like goo there. Evan's trying to do this. I'm trying to do something else. Aren't we? Aren't we trying to be together? Like, don't we know the assignment or the play, the objective? Like when you say there's a disconnect, Lowe said it too. I'm like, how at this juncture or late in the season? I guess e. Well, I think it's a product of having so many playmakers that guys think that individually they can blow up a play. And, and they have the talent to do so. Like, you saw Nick Bosa multiple times. But sometimes you just need to do your job. And I think that's what Lowe was wow. getting at. And I want to talk to, to William Floyd about yeah. that because he was a part of an offense that hummed and that did everything that they were supposed to do or in the places at the proper time. The 49ers offense under Bill Walsh and George Seifert was all about timing. It was all about being in your place and having your spot and a certain key to the cog of the offense. And that is not something that I'm seeing right now with the defense. As much as much money they have on that side of the football, as much talent as they have on that side of the football, I'm not seeing them playing as a collective. I'm seeing them play as individuals. Wow. I think that's maybe what he's talking about. All right, okay. So It's got to get fixed. We it both does. Agree. Both it, are ugly. Yes, it yeah. does. They got two weeks to do it, of course, before the Super Bowl. Number 58 goes down at Allegiant Stadium. The 49ers are in. They are taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. And speaking of the Super Bowl, coming up next, we got a former Super Bowl champ, William Floyd, fullback for the 49ers. He has experience in these moments, in these games, and I want to pick his brain about what he both saw in the NFC Championship as well as how he sees the 49ers matching up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Evan Gettings in for Matt Steinmetz. He'll be back tomorrow off of hip surgery. And with Daryl the Guru Johnson, we're back after this on 95.7 The Game. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.